How's everybody today? So, yeah, we're here. That's what Ken always says. I'm here. So, uh, weather's a little, little cooler compared to what we had there earlier in the week. And we had a little rain yesterday, and supposedly have a little rain today yet. So we'll see what happens today and tomorrow. But you know what? Any day is a day God made, and it's a good day. So we're blessed. We are blessed. Uh, I don't think I have any more announcements other than, than the good morning. We have Rob Eshelman with us this morning. Rob's hailing from Ephrata. And uh, I have to remind you, that's the church that stole our pastor. <laughs> so... He's here to apologize today. <laughs> How is the renovations coming down there? Are you all finished? What a change. Yeah. Yeah, you should. Uh, they had a quite ambitious uh, renovations. You turned the whole sanctuary around, didn't you? 180 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. I have to stop down and see it. Good. Good, great, great. That's wonderful. Yeah, they, they were very kind. That's where we got our, our audiovisual equipment from. They were replacing that, so they passed that along to us, and uh, we've been using it. So that's, that's great. And we really thank your congregation for that. That's, that was a blessing to us. We had an old overhead, you know, that we, you rolled up in a little cart. So... Uh, that's, this is a big improvement, so thank you, thank you. Okay, well, let's start off by uh, doing our share, shares and concerns, joys and concerns, excuse me, joys and concerns. And uh, Christine, I'll turn to you. Do you have any updates you need to give us? You do? Okay, let me get my disguise on here. Yeah, I have two people here in particular. Um, Barb Adams is having surgery, open heart surgery, to replace two valves on June 23rd. She's not on here. I'm not sure why that happened, but <laughs> sometimes, Susan, it gets a little mixed up and things don't get on it should. Okay. And then one of this, this other one, this one just came on uh, later after the prayer guide would have been done. Uh, David Smith is having back surgery tomorrow. And this is the son-in-law of James Dobb. So we need to have special prayer for David and for Barb. But David, tomorrow is his day for the surgery. So that's very important, uh, keeping him in our prayers. And uh, I'll let uh, Virgil and Mary maybe say a little something. I just saw they came this morning. Yeah. And I was just going to say about Virgil having some problems, but they're here. So that's great. And I'll let them share what they want to. Yeah. Virgil. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> and uh, I know there's some here I want to check on. I wanted to ask different people, but I thought maybe Karen Bechtel would be here, but she's not. But I'll take care of that later anyway. Okay. Okay. But other than that, that's that's okay. it. Yeah. Okay. So okay. that's good. All right. Anyone else like to share? Yes. I guess I'm here to hurry it. I 
give an update on Rod. There's nothing new. He's still in the hospital. His mother called this morning, said she didn't hear anything this morning, but his ferritin is, was still at 7,000. Hopefully it comes down more than that. And uh, he, she said he looks good and he's, uh, he's in good spirits. And <laughs> Joyce Strickler gave me a prayer shawl to give him this morning. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Virgil, we're going to come back to you. Okay. Well, I'm back. Uh, had some maybe unexpected, expected problems with my knee. Oh, okay. it's, it still has some swelling in it that's not supposed to be there. Oh. But uh, I'm able to walk around and get around and I've been started getting busy around the place we live at and okay. so uh, I just thank the Lord for his blessings and yeah. I thank uh, all of you for your prayers and concerns and cards and we have a messenger from here coming to our house every week oh. and and we have a we really appreciate that okay. and she even brought us some asparagus yesterday oh, who was that? <laughs> Nancy. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, asparagus could never be turned down. No, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So what happened to your knee, Virgil? Well, I was walking bone on bone with my knee, and, oh, and uh, they said about putting. Well, they drew fluid out of it a few times, and and it just kept refilling with fluid, and they said from inflammation, and uh, they. Uh, suggested putting a brace on it. I said, well, that's not going to fix the problem, is it? Yeah. It's just going to keep getting worse. They said, that's the, that's the way it's going to be. Yeah. I said, well, why would we want to mess around with that? Yeah. So they put a replacement in, in my knee. And, okay. So yeah. you have your knee replaced? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, uh, well, it's, I'm, I'm walking a lot better than I had before, so Good. I thank the Lord for that. And it is, yep. <laughs> yeah, well, it's good to see you both here today. That's great. Anyone else have something they'd like to share? Okay. Well, we will, we will pray for our concerns a little later on in the service. But let's do our opening hymn, which is number 588. We don't see any birthdays or anniversaries listed. Are we missing anybody? I don't think so. Okay. Quiet week. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, as you well know, we make a list of our joys, our concerns, and place it in our bulletin every Sunday. And we refer to that to remind us to pray, to pray for those concerns especially and to thank you for those joys. But there's things on that that are not on that list that are in our hearts. And so we pray for those also. Lord, you've heard our petitions. You've heard people ask for prayer for individuals, individuals that are in the hospital, individuals that are struggling with, with uh, adapting to new ways of doing things. Lord, 
bless them. Give them your healing touch. If it is your desire, your, your will, and your plan, heal them, Lord. Heal them in this, this time. We know that if we are believers, there's no need to worry about healing in the future. Everything will be just fine because we'll be with you. And so, Lord, we still think about what we're going through here. And for those that are, are struggling with possibly the loss of a loved one, bless them, Lord. Comfort them. Let them know that you're close to them. And they can always turn to you for comfort. And we pray, of course, for our friends and our, our community here, but there's people throughout the world who are struggling simply because they call on you as their Lord and Savior. Lord, bless them, protect them, lift them up. Give them great faith and great perseverance. Don't let their oppressors take advantage of them. Lord, it's, it's a terrible time that we are going through. But Scripture says that this is the way it will be. And so we rely on you. And thank you for that, uh, that promise, that ability to do so. Lord, we, bless, we pray for blessing upon this nation, a nation that's struggling, just doesn't seem to know its right hand from its left, as you said about that great city that Jonah went to. Lord, help us to find you. You're right there in front of us. All we have to do is reach out. And we pray for a revival within this country that we will see people turn in great numbers to you. Let it be so. Thank you, Lord, for Rob, who's willing to bring us a message today. Bless him. Give him confidence. Give him peace of mind. And let him know that he's here because of you. Thank you, Lord, for his message. And thank you, Lord, as we go through our day and into the future. And we pray this in Jesus' holy name. Our Savior, our coming King, the Great One. Amen. Rob, we're going to turn it over to you. Thank you for being. Well, it's great to be here. Am I on? I can, don't think I'm on. Hang on. Am I good? All right. <laughs> well, Galen says hi, by the way. <laughs> I told him I was coming here. I see him frequently. And uh, even though we're both, well, I'm retired, he says he's not. Uh, but he is, too. He just doesn't know it yet. But uh, anyway, he said hello. He said just pass that along. So, And I didn't know we had that connection with, uh, with the sound system. I didn't know it came here. I didn't. I didn't realize that. I I retired from uh, effort on December in December of 2019, right before the building renovation really got really started to kick in. So I've I've been away from there a while. Then COVID hit, and then that even pushed me further out from from knowing what's going on. And uh, but that was cool to hear that. I'm glad I'm glad you folks have that and are able to use it. That's that's a great that's great. It's amazing the way God works, right? I mean, I don't know why we're always amazed. We know God can do anything, but it's still just so amazing. Just like being here today with you folks. 
you know, it's just great to be here with you guys and uh, worship with you today, and my wife Joanne as well. We, uh, this is the second time we've been here. Did you know that? Yeah, we drove up last week to make sure we knew where we were going. <laughs> so, <laughs> that was our first time. And you guys weren't here anymore. So, <laughs> so anyway, that, that, was, that was a fun trip. It, it's, it's a nice drive, as you know, from uh, Effort at a Hershey or Campbelltown and then back again. It's just, we, we enjoy that drive. So thanks for inviting us to come and... Uh, we're more than glad to be here to worship with you today. So before I jump into the message, I would like to uh, just share a short prayer with you just to get me settled into the word, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll move into it. Heavenly Father, uh, what a blessing it is to be here today to uh, worship you and with this group of folks here that just love you so much. And God, you can just see it by the smile on their faces and the love that they have in their heart as they sing. So God, I thank you and bless them and keep them. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, well, today's message is called uh, Leaving a Legacy. And uh, the first uh, Bible verse I'd like to read to you is from Leviticus 19, verse 32. And it goes like this. You are to stand in respect for older people in your community. You must fear your God. I am the eternal one. Now, this Moses was teaching about various laws within, within God's word, and this was one that stuck out to me. And it's about the older folks and the respect they deserve and that we all deserve, okay, in, in the community of God. So now pulling from this verse is the word respect, and I want to hang on that for a little bit. You see, respect is one of those items you need in your legacy toolbox, when you're building your very own legacy. It is a word that crosses the generational divide. It is a word that feels good at any age, doesn't it? Everyone likes to be respected, no matter how old or how young you are. Now today's message is a reminder to us all to not start at the beginning. It's a little confusing when you hear it. Not to start at the beginning before we look at where we want to eventually end. And what I'm saying there is think about your relationship with Jesus and your eternal outcome. Where do you want to end up? I'm pretty sure I know the answer to that. If we want to be more like Jesus, then we should work on, the goal, on that goal and build our legacy on the foundation of Christ Jesus. Sounds pretty simple, right? You see, this can happen at any age. What do you want to do with your life? A legacy is built over time. You see, you need to live it before you can leave it. That's what we're doing right now. Many of us here today are in the third or fourth quarter of life. I'm one of those. I'm not mentioning this to make us feel old and depressed. No way. Quite the contrary. But just to put things in perspective, our lives are lived to make a difference. We have the scars to show for it, a wealth of knowledge to share, as well as we experience life. 
We loved, we lost, we won, and we lived life to the fullest and continue to do so. We are as relevant today, and in some cases, even more so as we were yesterday. But for me, just for me, my back is not quite what it used to be. You know what I mean? I'm not 20 anymore. I know that. And then the crazy thing is my car keys keep moving <laughs> and my wallet too. <laughs> I don't know. In the morning, things seem to move. But overall, I'm as sharp as a tack. At least I like to think so. And you see, our legacy is still being refined and molded by the hands of God, regardless of our age. Now, here's a question for you. How do you want to be remembered for, by your family, your friends, your community, and your church? I know there may be a few of you possibly thinking, I don't care. I will be dead. It doesn't really matter to me. But that I don't believe is quite true. I think everyone cares. Everybody wants to be relevant and loved in this life. We want to be noticed for who we are and whose we are as well. We want to leave our footprints for others to follow. Now, 21 years ago, the Epcot Center at Disney World had a new feature as you walked in. There was giant slabs of black granite all over. Tons and tons of this granite. And a big sign that says, leave your legacy. For a certain fee, they will they would take your picture and photochemically transfer it onto this granite rock so that for all time, your picture will be on that granite stone. And hundreds, if not thousands, of people have put their tiny picture on these big granite stones. Why did they want to do that? Maybe your face is on one of those giant slabs of granite. That's pretty cool. I asked myself, why did I scratch my name in wet concrete and put the date on it too when I was a kid? Some of you may have done that. I don't advocate you go do that. But, And why did I carve my initials in the bark of a tree? Again, don't go do that. Now, I guess I'm showing my age again but uh, by using these reference points. I don't know if anyone does that anymore, but that's okay. Because down deep inside, everybody wants to leave a legacy, a little part of themselves. And everyone's, everyone wants to feel that their life counts, don't we? and their life matters, that we have left our mark while we pass through this life. We don't want to be forgotten or placed on a shelf. You see, this is how the senior generation sometimes feels. 
But sometimes we place ourselves on that shelf prematurely and need to be dusted off as well. There's no time for idleness of faith at any age. Our legacy continues to be written until we hand off the baton to the next generation when Jesus calls us home to glory. That's when we get the rest, in the arms of Jesus. Now going back to Epcot, Epcot today, unfortunately for the folks who left their legacy on the large granite rocks, the time has come for change at Epcot. The slabs had all been removed, all those little pictures gone to make way for a new entrance. The names and the faces are now in storage the concrete I scratched my name on in, has long been replaced. I checked. <laughs> Don't know why, but I did. And that tree that I put my initials in, Mr. Chainsaw took care of that by now. It's all gone, just like those pictures. You see, our legacy must be written on the hearts of those we love. You got that? Those folks we share life with daily. See, we need to use the fruit of the Spirit as our mission statement for life. From Galatians 5, through 23, we read, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Great way to live life, right? Beautiful way. You see, this is how we leave these valuable footprints on the hearts, minds, and souls of the generations to come. I've mentioned this at many funerals I officiated over the years. I remind family and friends, even though their loved one has gone home to glory, you will still see a memory of them in the smile of a loved one, of another family member. And many of you may know what I mean. You may hear it laugh that you recognize from that person who has passed on through another family member. And you may hear a wise word spoken by someone else. And instantly, you feel the love you experienced with them. They left something with you. You see, a legacy built with Jesus is everlasting. You see, we all have a part to play in this life, to keep the story of Jesus alive by living our lives for him so others will know him. Parents, with your children, you have a responsibility to pass it on. Grandparents, which Joanne and I are, we have six grandkids right now. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Grandparents out there, oh man, it's the greatest. 
but also with our kids. We still have our kids too. And uh, grandparents, great-grandparents, great-grandparents, you're not off the hook either. You're still passing it on. You're still in this too. And it does not stop there. Everyone here today, whether you have children of your own or not, you are an influencer of another's life. No matter what your age or status in life, your legacy is already being written on their hearts. You see, it's all about how we live and love in our daily lives. Are we following those two greatest commandments that Jesus gave us, which we find in Matthew 22, 36 through 40? And here one of the Pharisees asked, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus replied, and you know this, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second, like it is, you know this one, love your neighbor as yourself. Love your neighbor as yourself. Let that sink in a little bit. All the laws, all the law and prophets hang on these two commandments. And so should we. Listen, if we embrace these two commandments, just these two, and follow the fruit of the Spirit, everything else should fall in place, right? Everything should just be hunky-dory. But in today's world, things are a bit dicey with the COVID-19. The restrictions and the vaccination protocol and all that goes with it, the talk of schools reopening in the fall and what to do about that, and politics thrown in there too. Wow, that's a lot going on, right? I think it's a great time to roll these two commandments out again and refresh our memories. Love God first and love your neighbor as yourself. You see, these commandments reinforce in our lives in staying grounded in the word. And that's where we need to be. They are the legacy building blocks and are the very foundation of our own story. Sitting right on top of these is our character, our conviction, caring and love for one another, and respect that we touched on earlier. Wouldn't that be a beautiful place to be? If everyone could do that. Let's take a brief look at some, uh, a few legacies that have, that have already been written, good and bad. It can go either way. You see, it's up to you. It's your choice of how you want to write your legacy. The first one here is about Mother Teresa. A nun and a missionary was known, most of you know Mother Teresa, a nun and missionary was known in the Catholic Church as St. Teresa of Calcutta. 
Now here is a saint who left her legacy of love and compassion for the world on the hearts of those she helped in deplorable conditions. Her loving but tough character gave her the qualities of Jesus that she needed and used in the most loving way to bring a ray of sunshine into the slums of Calcutta. Her conviction was to give her entire life to helping the poor in Calcutta and later throughout the world, sharing the love of Jesus with even the least of them. Mother Teresa was willing to give her life, to save a life. She was a remarkable woman and was awarded a Nobel Prize for her humanitarian efforts in 1979. I encourage you to discover on your own her legacy of love for the world. Now legacies, as I said, can shake out in negative ways too. Is what we choose to do with our lives that shape our legacy. The person we choose to be and the path we choose to follow makes all the difference in the world. Now take Jesse James, for instance. Yeah, I know some of you probably smile on that one. Why Jesse James? That was a question I had before. Why Jesse James? Well, here's the answer. I don't really know exactly. But I do know I like old westerns like Gunsmoke and Bonanza, and I like John Wayne. And he, this was the first bad guy who popped into my head. So now you know. So I ran with it. Now Jesse James, if you didn't know, and his brother Frank and others made up the James Gang of the old American West. Jesse was the leader of the notorious gang, infamous for their trained bank and stagecoach robberies and taking the lives of many. Not a real good guy. Ironically, and this I found fascinating when researching this, his father was a Baptist minister, but little of that seemed to rub off on his children. Jesse's ruthless and careless acts of mayhem and destruction were hallmarks of his legacy. He left behind for the history books of time. Quite a contrast in legacies. One built on love and another on fear. However, there's one more legacy I would like to touch on before wrapping up today's message. It's a model that can help us all with writing our own legacy, and it's the legacy of Jesus. You probably already guessed that. From 1 Peter 2, verses 21, it reminds us to this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving you an example that you should follow in his footsteps. There you have it. Right there, Peter says it. Jesus is our example. Keeping his legacy always, always before us. He lived his life as a humble human serving mankind. A humble man with a divine spirit and a love for humanity unsurpassed by anyone. A character of perfection and the conviction to give his life to save ours. And not only that, to take on himself all of our sin. 
Jesus leaves us the legacy of forgiveness, kindness, sincere humbleness, and perfect love. If we could embody even a portion of these in our own legacy, what a difference it would make in our families, in our churches, communities, and the world. Just think about that. Being like Jesus. As we wrap things up, Jesus has filled our legacy toolbox with every tool necessary to write our own legacy of love, of honor, and respect that will touch the lives of generations today and generations to come. And remembering Galatians 5, verse 22 through 23, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. You see, our legacy must be written on the hearts of those we love and strangers too even the ones we don't like so much. We need to do what Jesus did. Show love to them as well, like we do to everyone else. Using the fruit of the Spirit as our mission statement for life. And remembering Matthew 26, uh, 36, 22, 36 through 40, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Folks, if we can do all that, we can make this world a better place. And the smile you have on your face and the joy in your heart goes a long way to spreading the, the love of Jesus throughout the community. So keep the spirit, write that legacy in your life, share it with your children, your grandchildren, and all the folks you come in contact with this week and next. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.